Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Members Exclusive Podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 13th of November and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, it's a pretty quiet start to Monday morning. A few big events, though, uh, capturing our imagination this morning. The ANZ results. We've also seen some results out from Elders and a upgrade from Borrell as well. And we'll get on to those in a minute. But for the time being, coming up to 11.30 on Monday morning, we're down 8.2 points or 0.12%. Nothing very startling at an index level. And we are seeing a little bit of buying continuing for the iron ore plays, BHP and REARP around 0.6%. The bank's pretty mixed. Uh, We have ANZ down 3.2% on the back of their results, which were out first thing this morning. NAB's up 1.3%. Macquarie uh, down 2.3% this morning, but they are ex-dividend $2.55. So that is... um, weighing on the stock there. The rest of the market, pretty flat, pretty uninterested, to be honest. CSL 0.6% higher. We have got the REITs slightly higher as well. Goodman Group 1.1% higher. Nothing really happening in the oil and gas space. Zero slipping a little bit in the tech space, down 1.8%. REA down 1.3%. Lithium stocks remain under some pressure. Uh, Gold stocks also under some pressure on those bullion falls today. But uh, nothing really on standout time. As far as announcements go this morning, well, Elders is the big one, I guess, uh, this morning in terms of positiveness. Anyway, 12.6% higher on the back of numbers from Elders. As far as the numbers go for Elders, uh, they've recorded a $170.8 million net underlying earnings before interest and tax, EBIT. Down 26% from FY22. Final dividend of 23 cents, only 30% franked. Uh, they did say they recorded a strong FY23 earnings performance despite adverse market headwinds, including softening input prices and key agricultural chemicals. So uh, we did see a pretty good bounce on the back of those numbers from Elders. And uh, the outlook statement, I guess, is always the important thing. Uh, FY24 brings the potential for declines in summer crop production outside of irrigated areas. They're looking for some margin recovery in rural products. And in real estate, continued challenging market conditions may further pressure on broad acreage turnover. So uh, a little bit of a mixed bag, but the market clearly uh, liking those numbers today. And uh, they are still working on their eight-point plan, which aligns their workforce with their goals and ensures that we're investing in the right place at the right time for the right people. As I say, the stock doing well today, up uh, 12.8%. The other one uh, doing well today is Borrell, which has upgraded their earnings guidance to around 300 to 330 million, which was previously around 270 to 300 million. Uh, That incorporates a better financial result for July, October, through price traction. Well, that means they've raised prices and they have been sticky. They've also been pretty hot on cost management initiatives across the uh, all of their businesses. So it looks like similar to James Hardy, we have seen uh, Borrell managing to make those price rises stick. Uh, the stock doing well today. It is up 6.8% 
to $5.01. And uh, CSR also up a smidge, only 0.5 of a percent better. In the losers today, we have had TPG as the biggest loser, down 10%. That is on the back of that sale of the fibre business, now longer, no longer going through with Vocus and TPG breaking off uh, relationships, rather discussions there. So TPG down 10% today, not huge volume, not even a million shares traded today. But uh, certainly uh, that has come as a bit of a blow. It was seen as a pretty positive move from TPG uh, to concentrate on their core business and uh, get those fibre assets off the uh, books and onto Vocus. So uh, they were looking at buying the TPG Vision Network and other enterprise assets. Other announcements, Metcash has announced that it's increasing its total tools ownership to 100%. And uh, Ramsey up uh, today and confirmed reports that the company and Malaysian conglomerate Syme Darby have agreed to sell their hospital unit to Columbia Asia Healthcare for $1.9 billion. But the big one today is ANZ, full-year cash profit $7.4 billion, which was 14% higher. It also lifted its full-year dividend, uh, which reflects its strong capital position. Uh, the crash profit came in below analyst expectations. That is the reason why we're down over 3% for the ANZ share price. Uh, they have seen retail banking margins worse than expected as ANZ have prioritised lending growth over pricing to win market share. They've also taken a credit provision of $245 bucks for the year and credit losses were likely to increase next year given higher interest rates and volatility in markets. The number of impaired loans was higher. I have to say it wasn't massively higher but certainly it was higher. Net interest margin rose in the first half, but then fell in the second half. That competition in retail banking continues, and uh, that's certainly playing on the minds of investors as they have sold down uh, ANZ. The second half NIM squeeze was around the same as the Westpac squeeze, uh, down around 10 basis points, but uh, revenue still uh, growing overall by 13%. So not a bad number. The $0.94 cent dividend, which you'll get just before Christmas if you're an ANZ shareholder, December 22nd, you'll get that dividend, was 56% franked, which was lower than shareholders had expected. And that was made up of $0.81 cent dividend partially franked at $0.65. Cents. And there is also an additional one-off unfranked dividend of $0.13 cents per share. Uh, that uh, does reflect the growing proportion of profits coming from overseas operations, they say. So far, I've only seen one broking house out with some numbers. Uh, that is Morgan's were out this morning. Uh, they talk about the capital position and credit quality remaining strong as expected. But that uh, franking level was probably a little bit uh, of a surprise, as was a slight miss on those cash earnings. They don't have a recommendation. Uh, for them, but obviously the market is speaking in terms of what it believes uh, the ANZ results are, which uh, currently the stock is down, continuing to be down around 3.1%. Uh, but we did see this volatility in uh, other banks when they reported, and then things get back to a more normalised session. As far as big movers go, though, today we have seen a couple in the smaller cap space, 4DX. Had some very good news this morning. They're up 47%. Uh, they had the news this morning that the uh, USCMS 
has approved the reimbursement for 4DX. So that is good. Of course, 4DX is the next generation of lung imaging. Uh, that's the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the CMS has assigned a $299 US dollar as a reimbursement benefit for XVLVAS, which is the scan that uh, 4DX produced. Also some news out this morning that 7 West Media has acquired a strategic equity interest in ARN Media, 14.9%. 7 West says it has existing and long-standing commercial partnerships and has an interest in ensuring their continued and long-term success via a direct investment at A1N, which is the code for ARN Media. They acquired the shares at $1.10, and they have not made any plans to launch a full takeover bid in the absence of an alternative control proposal. So, of course, at the moment, Anthony Catalano, his group, is interested in ARN Media. Okay, so as far as uh, Marcus Today stuff goes t- this morning, no change to the strategy, uh, no change to any of our holdings. We've had no changes last week. I've lashed myself to the mast and have been ignoring the siren calls of potentially uh, alerts but not alarmed in terms of the US. And of course, we did see that big push higher in the US again on Friday. Although, uh, to temper that, Moody's coming out and uh, downgrading the outlook to the US to negative from stable. A little bit of a uh, negative there, just seeing what NASDAQ and Dow futures are. NASDAQ futures currently down around 44 points and Dow futures down as well. So a little bit of negativity creeping in to uh, the early uh, US indications. Of course, it is only Sunday night in the US, so uh, it's a little early to take too much uh, from that, but certainly uh, it does put a little bit of negativity into the equation. But as I said, just keeping the strategy exactly the same, no reason to panic. Um, we do have a slew this week of uh, results in terms of economic data, uh, CPIs from a number of people. So there's a lot going on uh, this week. Uh, we've got Marion Kohler, who spoke in Sydney this morning. She's the RBA's acting assistant governor. We've also got our wage price index here on Wednesday. And on Thursday, we get the unemployment number, which we've got consensus around 3.7% in terms of uh, unemployed for that um, that period. And we're also getting the US CPI on Tuesday. Headline rate uh, was is well is expected to be down from 3.7% to 3.3-3.4%. So uh, keeping an eye on that one. But as I say, no changes to our portfolios, no changes to our one-stock portfolio. Of course, Macquarie has gone ex-dividend today. That is the big fall that we have seen in Macquarie. So uh, that is something to uh, take into consideration. You now have a nice big uh, fat $2.55 uh, dividend. Of course, it's not 100% franked. Uh, looking at uh, other things today in terms of uh, the small cap portfolio, just saw today that uh, IVZ, once again, a little bit disappointing on those drill results, uh, down 15.5%, uh, slipping back below 20 cents. Should have sold more at 24 and 26. But they have updated uh, the drilling of uh, Makatu 2, uh, which is 80% owned. That's the one in Zimbabwe. Uh, Fluid sampling operations has experienced a minor delay. 
commencement of pipe conveyed logging operations due to a failure of the primary and backup sampling tools. They now have the necessary parts over the weekend and preparing to run a hole, uh, running in hole imminently to continue sampling operations following the completion of tool checks. So once again, some issues with equipment holding back Invictus. The market doesn't like that at all. Uh, also today is uh, we've got lithium stocks again under some pressure. And uh, there's an article in the Fin Review today regarding the Ulchem uh, Livent uh, merger and both uh, the CEOs talking there about uh, the criticism that they have been copying in terms of uh, the, the merger they've going on. Uh, but they're saying most investors are supportive of the $10 million US merger. Uh, that is despite concerns about the volatility in the lithium price, uh, making it unattractive apparently to former shareholders. So um, that is something to bear in mind. But we are seeing as we have seen in past weeks, uh, the lithium sector again under some pressure. We do have uh, Pilbara off uh, 0.4, mineral resources off 0.3, and IGO down 0.3%. So nothing huge, but certainly a little bit of pressure being applied once again to the lithium sector. Also today, just in Henry's take, just to talk about the Talga uh, SPP, which has opened, that finishes on November the 24th. Now, there's a number of uh, tactics, of course, you can play in terms of SPPs, assuming that the price of the stock is above the SPP price. In this case, uh, the SPP is being done at a dollar, and the current price of Talga up a little bit today, a hundred or oh, dollar eleven at the moment, so up a smidge. So clearly, there is enough in that uh, around 10 percent to warrant taking up some of the SPP. Uh, as I say, there are a number of strategies you can use to play that. Uh, sometimes you can sell uh, existing shares and buy back the shares in the SPP. Of course, there are risks with that in terms of being uh, wound back, uh, scaled back in your allocation of uh, the SPP at uh, the lower price because it is, I guess, um, it is a bit of a... Um, popular issue. So that is a risk. You can obviously uh, just apply. Uh, you can just uh, sell some to pay for some of the ones that you're buying. So there are a number of different strategies you can play in terms of these. But at the moment, certainly it would be worthwhile uh, buying uh, Talga in the SPP at a dollar with a stock at a dollar eleven and a half. So just running through that, the strategy really doesn't change with an SPP. The other thing I would say is, of course, that it pays probably to wait until towards the end of the period, uh, because once you've put your money in, you can't get it out. Uh, it's in very rare circumstances that a company will abandon an SPP. They will take your money, and you, of course, are at risk because they don't issue the new shares till after the closing date. So you are at risk if the market falls over or something terrible happens to the company, then you are at risk. But just running through some of the Positives, I guess, in Talga, it is going for, I guess, uh, cradle to grave in terms of um, graphite and uh, anode material in Sweden. They've, they've got the Vatangi anode project in North Sweden. And I guess the catalyst there will be uh, the mining permits. Of course, it's not always easy to get uh, permits in such an environmentally sensitive area. And also funding announcements. They're talking about 60% debt funding and 40% equity. So there's certainly that is going to be the catalyst 
for it. The usual US check-ins as well in Henry's take today. Just interesting to see that after eight out of, what is it, 10 or nine uh, days of uh, rises in the US and the NASDAQ up over 10% since its October lows, that fear and greed index is still reading 42, which is in the fear territory. It's coming out of the fear territory into neutral, but still in that territory. Uh, and GDP now, well, we're still waiting for the recession that the US supposed to have, but it doesn't seem as if it's happening just yet. We've got the uh, details of the Atlanta Fed GDP number there. All right, so to sum up, I guess it's going to be a big week as far as data goes. Uh, we've got bank results uh, for ANZ today, which are less well, a little bit underwhelming on a number of fronts, but I suspect the franking credit was a little uh, underwhelming, to say the least, suboptimal. And also the uh, the cash profit was a little bit away from forecast. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of downgrading coming through tomorrow in ANZ. But we have seen a similar pattern for Westpac and NABs as well. Uh, and they do get to be quite volatile post the results. Apart from that, TPG is the big news with Vocus pulling out of those negotiations to buy the fibre business and Elders are producing what uh, I thought wasn't a particularly great result, but apparently it was. And the market uh, likes it and they're up 14% at the moment. There are a lot of shorts in Elders as well in terms of that. Uh, their short position in Elders is, just, just look it up on Shortman while I'm doing it, uh, Elders... 7.28% short in elders, which equates to around 11.4 million shares. Of course, that is running a few days late. That was at the 6th of November. But certainly 11.4 million shares is quite a lot of elders. So maybe there's a bit of short covering in that uh, rally today. Well, that's it from me. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, have a great day. And of course, we'll be back again this afternoon for the end of day report.